So we're we're a Christian um, group of guys, and we're all followers of Christ. And I do want to talk a little bit about this. And I look up, and he's trying to put the camera on, and I go, "72." My strategy was totally different. I he scouted these areas, and I knew the terrain features I wanted to hunt. I think that I would rather use a scrape line because I imagine that there's more bucks hitting a scrape line because the line's longer. <laughs> <laughs> and actually lay eyes on the property first and then start you know, doing my e-scouting whenever I actually knew what it was that I was looking at. I think our deer at home have bigger ranges than we want to admit. Just I, because of the more pressure. I 100% agree. Brad it up, Kevy. Send us home, baby. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Born Again Bowhunting Podcast. This is another roundtable edition, and this will be airing right before season. So if you haven't done any of these things or all of them, I guess this might be a good little checklist for you guys to uh, finish up your stuff to do here right here before season. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into uh, the opening day of hunting season. There's a lot of things you got to remember, a lot of gear you need to check on, and uh, maybe this podcast will assist you in that. Yeah. Spark something up that you might have forgot about, it's or kind of like when you put on the back burner. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're about to like go on a trip, and like you gotta like do the toothpaste check and the deodorant check, and yep. the you know all the little things. I have to. Up. Put, I gotta have a list if I leave for a place. I will forget something otherwise. Now, are you a paper list guy or a uh, electronic list guy? <sighs> I like to be paper, but I usually end up being on my phone anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Cromer's a double list guy. I am. I have. I usually have paper in on my phone because that's how unorganized I am. Checks so. off the electronic version that <laughs> yeah. goes through the paper and makes sure it's there. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, we got Jarrett on Zoom. Uh, he was busy doing some stuff, so but he was he took a little bit of a break from whatever it was and joined us on Zoom. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's this is the busy season right here. Right before the lead up to season, this is when everybody's just go go go. Yep. And, oh man, but it's good. Good deal. Yeah. So you got a uh, little feller behind you there on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually a call to action from you listeners. Um, we need a name for this old Tom back here. <laughs> I recently acquired that, and I'm I'm gonna put uh, probably either one of mine or my dad's fans and beards on it for right now, but. It was a good deal, and I couldn't pass it up. So we need a name. We need a name for that dude. Yeah, I'm so thinking Brad. But, you know, I don't know. We're, we're kicking around. Old Bradley the turkey. Yeah. If you got a good name, <laughs> put in the comments. Drop yeah. it in the comments, yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you're on YouTube. Dude, yeah, let us know. Okay, so, yeah, let's just get into it. I mean, as far as season's right around the corner now, um, a lot of guys have been out doing some of this prep work, but you know, some of it slips through the cracks. You forget about it. Life's busy. You just, you got so much stuff going on. It's mm -hmm. easy to happen. So we just kind of put a little bit of a list together that stuff that came to our mind or, or like our checklist of stuff. And uh, hopefully it'll help somebody out here. Hopefully. Yeah. So to start it off with, um, make sure your honey-do list is done. And I know I'm guilty of this, too. I got so many projects <laughs> that I have started or I said I would get done before hunting season. And right now we're like... During the summer. <laughs> uh, a month and a quarter away from Ohio Open or something like that. Yep. And I still have a handful of items on that list to get knocked out. And some of them are kind of big. So, And I leave a month <laughs> from today, probably about when this will air, 
uh, to go out west. So I I got to get my button gear. Yes, so you do. That's that one's for me for sure. So I know that that's a big one. Just getting getting the wife's stuff done, um, <laughs> stuff around the house. Just because when hunting season rolls around, at least for me, like Saturdays, I'm busy in the woods. Um, there's always going to be other stuff on Saturday, and I don't want to, you know work on the shed or move some gravel around in the driveway or whatever the case may be. So get your honey-do list stuff done, checked off, ready to go. Um, Jerry, you got anything on the list, Jarrett? Anything you got to (sighs) do? No, but I think if we're going to go through this progression, let's just start with what you absolutely need when you go hunting. And let's just start with the bow. Let's just start with the things you need to look at. Legit, Legit checklist. All right. Well, I would say... I'm, I'm looking at my bow right now. It's sitting over there. You just, you need to look, if you haven't done this already, because I know not everybody is, not everybody shoots as much as we do and it's just up with their gears. We do. So you need to check your string, make sure that sucker's not frayed. If you haven't gotten it out of the box yet this yeah. year, Yeah, that's a big, big one because if you don't change your strings every year or two, it's, they're getting there. So you need to check for frays. And then you just need to shoot that puppy. And one thing that we have run into with um, other guys that have gotten into this bow hunting for the first time, you need to shoot your broadheads and your field points because your broadhead is most likely going to shoot different than your field point. And that's something that we've talked about a lot, but it's just something that a lot of people overlook. You just screw on your broadheads and you're out running, but you need to get a broadhead target and shoot those broadheads to make sure that they're hitting behind the pin that's yeah. a big one and i would say if you're going to do this shoot your broadhead first and then a field point don't shoot field yes. point first and then a broadhead because that's <laughs> a way to lose a bunch of fletchings oh yeah you'll damage an arrow very quickly if you throw yeah. a broadhead behind <laughs> you've got a group of field tips down at the target and you just decide to chuck a a kudu at it you might be missing some carbon and some knocks yeah. hopefully <laughs> if your arrow if your broadhead hits behind the pin hopefully correct so yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good tip to shoot your broadheads before season. That way, you're confident in it. You know where it's going to hit, um, and de- definitely get a broadhead target because if you're shooting at a bag target with a broadhead, you're going to have four inch gashes in there, and it's going to be trashed in no oh, time. Oh, and you won't even get you're it probably out. Probably never. Time. Yeah, you'll ne- you'll never get it. You out. get when you get that broadhead caught in all the um, all the clothing and all the all the, the fibers that fibers in there, in there. You might as well just unscrew it and leave it in there for so you can hit it next time. But yeah. Yeah, Jared, we, we're jumping into the – this is basically all I'll have to contribute to this conversation, so I'll go into more detail. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, like, um, so I would – to go off of what you just said, to get more into detail with it, if you are a fixed-blade broadhead shooter, um, I hope you didn't wait until you're hearing this podcast to check that because this <laughs> this podcast is like a week or two before season starts. Um, even two weeks is good enough if you're proficient with a bow. Um, but yeah, I mean, and also back one more step back to the strings is if you have let, and this is, I understand if you left your bow in the case, you know, all year long and you don't shoot your bow in the off season too much, just because it shot good last year does not mean that it's going to shoot good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, strings, strings do stretch. Um, things happen in the case, especially if you don't leave it in a nice controlled climate, um, in your house, if you leave it in the garage or something, I know plenty of guys do that. Um, you definitely need to get the bow out and shoot it and make sure that just because your broadheads hit good last year does not mean they'll do good this year. Yeah. Especially fixed plates. So, you know, if your string stretched and you didn't know it, you don't want to wait until, 
you know, the day before you shoot an arrow and it's six inches to the left or right, and then you're, you know, freaking out. So that's, that would be one of my biggest tips. And like Jared already said, make sure that, you know, there's no fraying. And then to go deeper into that, make sure that you're, you know, just check the string out really good. Make sure there's not really bad serving separation. Um, and if you, and this is more about like, we hope you don't do this right now because, you know, if your string's damaged, <laughs> Um, I've worked at a string company. I've worked at a pro shop. You're not going to get a new set of strings for probably another three weeks, probably. Mm -hmm. So, um, if that does, if that did happen to you, just take it as a learning lesson. You need to check your bow and, you know, starting middle July, beginning of August. And, uh, because, well, you know, everybody procrastinates, everybody's life is busy. And with the string, you know, with the string companies, you know, their busiest season is from July 1st to November 1st. Yeah. So, you're you're not gonna get a set of strings for you know if you wait till middle of September for probably almost a month sometimes yeah well, depends on who you go through I just had you put a new set of rogues on my my yeah. bow just because there was a little bit of fraying but really the D loop was the issue but yeah I didn't, I didn't want to risk the uh, the fraying on the bowstring so I, sure. I had you get me a, a set of rogues and slapped them on there and tuned it up again and yes. it shoots lights out again so mm -hmm. definitely yeah. take a look at that. So yeah, so yeah, we hope that, you know, I hope that if you're listening to this, everything's perfect if you didn't check your bow yet, but it does happen, and that's just kind of a general tip for somebody that's worked in the string industry and in the pro shops, um, don't wait last minute for strings, because you probably won't be hunting till October 1st <laughs> sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. you might miss a lot of your September, I'm sorry, Ohio starts oh, October 1st, yeah. you might miss a good chunk of uh, the beginning of October this year, Yeah. so... That's my spiel yeah. on the well, strings. I got a buddy's bill right at the house right now mm -hmm. for you to take home and just check over because they moved and he said he it didn't fall like from, you know, way high, but it fell over and yeah. he went to shoot it the other day. He said it was a couple inches off to the left. Yeah. So um you're gonna be taking that home and another bow in the uh the lineup to get worked on again. Yep. I'm very <laughs> very busy. And today was today, August sixteenth, I August think is today. Yes. So this won't this will obviously drop closer into middle September. But yeah. So I'm super busy, which is great. I love it. I love being busy. So, yeah. So if you need any bow work done around here, just hit up Old Cromer. He'll hook you up, no problem. Yippers. So moving on on our list, um, unless Jarrett, you had anything to add? Yeah, I have one more thing. Okay. This is something that because I know I shoot. I don't think I ever shoot my bow without my bino harness or anything mm. on. But you. If you haven't done a whole lot of practicing yet and you're going to go out and shoot your broadheads and everything, you need to put on some of the gear that you're going to have mm -hmm. on in your tree or in your blind because it's a totally different ball game when you go out for the first day and you haven't shot at all and you throw on your bino harness, you've got your range finder, you know, you've got, now you've got a hoodie on. You need to shoot your bow at least once with the gear on that you are going to have in the field because it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I like that. And I'll add to it too. If you're hunting out of a stand or a saddle or something, even if you're foot off the ground, shoot out of your stand or yeah. saddle just so you know yep. how how to anchor yourself up in a tree. If you're shooting from a box blind or a pop-up blind, pull that sucker out and shoot out of that too because you don't want yep. to be putting an arrow through the box blind or the pop-up blind, even <laughs> though your sight's up through the window. I've seen that before. Yeah, and also if you oh, shoot yeah. if you shoot out of a um, a regular, I call it a regular deer stand with a with a gun rail, 
you know, be, you know, maybe practice out of that too, because you don't want your limb of your bow smacking that gun rail. And yeah. I've seen so many, uh, uh, limbs and cams damaged from, you know, a deer's 10 yards underneath the stand and you just, oh, this will be an easy shot. And then your, your, your limbs literally two inches, you know, an inch from the, the gun rail and then pink. Yeah. When, yeah. When that cam rolls over, it just yep. smacks it. So just, that's a good tip. Just practice out of what you're going to hunt. And that's, you know, everything we're telling you is obvious, but hopefully this is, you know, a good reminder for some people, yeah. I hope. Yeah, so get out and shoot your bows. Um, next on the list would be if you are hunting private, make sure you obtain your permission slips again this year with the the signature, the dates, all that stuff. And then if you're hunting public, a new public especially, make sure you know where the boundary lines are because you don't want to be 10 yards over off the public onto somebody else's private land and get in trouble for that. So definitely know the boundaries, both public and private, but get your permission slips for private um, on all the properties that you obtain this year. Yeah, I never, it's yeah. funny, I never thought, about, I bet people love button up the public land, like people that hunt, I'm sure they just absolutely love their their private land, getting bumping around the public. walking through there. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that there's, that's fun, I'm sure, to deal with, yeah. but yeah, for sure. Um, next would be obtaining your tags, license, and also read over the rule books, because not necessarily big rules change, but like, season dates change um maybe some they they um allow you to hunt with a new firearm for that season or something like that just changing like you know straight wall cartridges here a couple handful of years ago was mm -hmm. new nothing that's a big news but like you know they could change some minor things in there too so definitely read up on the regulations um for the state that you're hunting in because they always change a little thing here and there yeah 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 and i believe you can go on just go online and type in your state agency and actually just put in a, they, they usually release a page that is just, um, the Maybe. new year's corrections gotcha. and the new. So if you don't want to read over everything you've read over for the last five years, <laughs> you can actually look up just the, the corrections and the new additions to the, to the book. Yeah. I think you're right on that. At least Ohio has something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And a lot, so like with the Ohio Wild app where you can get your license tags and all that stuff, and it has all the regs in there, I think they send like a notification of anything that changes too. Yeah. I could, I could be I wrong, so but I think so. I so. think you can, I think you have to set it up though to where it allows them to send you a notification when you, when they put a new rule in. Okay. Um, next on the list, I have wash your clothing and spray it with Sawyer's after it's done. So ticks, especially early season, is very, very common in this area, and they're becoming, they're they're getting pushed farther north. It seems so. Yeah. Um, it's just good precaution to wash your clothes with with whatever kind of scent-free detergent you guys want. Um, you know, we've used multiple brands in the past; they all seem to work. Just don't get the, uh, you know, the lavender or the uh, <laughs> the the pine scent. And then, so Jared's holding it up right now. On if you're watching on YouTube, there's. Yep the Sawyer um, spray, and it really does a great job against ticks and other insects too, but ticks is the main thing that we spray our clothing and gear for. So, Yeah, yeah, we're not sponsored by Sawyer or anything, but this is the stuff that we have used in some seriously ticky places, mm -hmm. and it has done good for us, so I would definitely recommend this yep. for sure. You can, you can get it at Walmart, Amazon, 
pretty much any kind of like uh, sporting goods place, you know, that would have a little hunting section. They're going to have some kind of Sawyer's. There's an aerosol can. And then what Jarrett just held up is like the big bottle. It's like a, a squeeze can. I think it, it does like five articles of clothing. Yep. We got them both right there. Yeah, so. I think this big one does like four outfits. Yeah, right there it says it treats five remember. outfits. Yep, five outfits. So that's shirt, pants, everything. Yep. Yep. So definitely, definitely go get you some Sawyer spray your clothes down, um, backpacks, all that stuff too. Whatever you're going to be carrying in the woods because ticks are not fun and they carry multiple diseases. Uh, it's just yep. not worth it, you know. We've, we haven't noticed any kind of scent after the Sawyers has dried on the clothing um, to cause like any kind of, you know, extra scent in the area or to spook deer or anything like that. So definitely go do that. Um, you should already have your trail cameras out by now, but if you're planning on running trail cameras, make sure that you got them out in the locations that you want. Fresh batteries, uh, formatted SD cards or cleared SD cards if it's the same SD card per camera. Um, it's just... It gets hard once you have multiple cameras to remember which SD card goes to which camera. Yeah. Um, especially if you're going in and out with like, say you have five cameras and you got 10 cards and you're switching cards in and out as you go in. Um, mark the card in the camera so when you go to that camera, you know which card it is. If you have, you know, that's the best way. I used to do it with non-cells. With cellular cameras, they're going to send the pictures right to you. But if you got a new cell camera yeah. or a new camera period, format that card because I made the mistake of this a couple of years ago. I put a camera out there that was brand new, <laughs> activated it, set it in the woods, never got a picture. I'm like, man, the cell service there, like I had cell phone service, but no no camera service. I couldn't understand why. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't format the card, so it didn't take any pictures and put it on the card and send <laughs> it to me. That's the worst. Oh, yeah. I was I was upset about myself because it was right over the scrape season. Oh. Like, And I was expecting to see some stuff coming. You probably would have too, probably. Yeah. Well, it this happens. year I know. Yeah. So let us let, let us learn the lessons for you, yeah, for the listeners. <laughs> uh, next on the list, I have know the gear and how it works. So if you uh, if you bought any new gear this year, as yeah. far as for your bow, even um, or for your stand equipment, or if you're going to be self filming or anything like that, be fluent in it and know how it works before the season comes around. Because the last thing you want to do is be dialing your sight. While you're in the deer stand at a deer coming in and you're like fumbling around, you don't know the lock screw on it or how it works exactly. I guess you're just not proficient in it mm -hmm. and how the gear works. Um, so know how it all works beforehand. Get in there. That way it's just like muscle memory. You know, something happens, you just, you know what to do and, and yeah, you're not fumbling around, making extra noise, wasting time, anything like that. And also like um, if you're, if you're somebody that like has transitioned to like, um, saddles and sticks yes. you know practice putting those sticks away getting them out making sure everything's quiet yes um i would practice packing my bag and unpacking my bag multiple times yeah just you, to figure out what makes noise what doesn't make noise yeah opening morning you don't want to sound like a you're rattling your uh sticks together <laughs> yeah mid-november <laughs> you got your sticks out there <laughs> yep yep yeah yep. so Definitely, um, like you said, if you're new to the, the mobile game mm -hmm. and you got hang-on sticks and stuff, know which order you're going to put your platform on your pack, your sticks on your pack, um, all that extra stuff, because it makes a difference when you get to the tree, mm -hmm. time to get up, and just noise. Yeah. So noise is a big thing. You, it doesn't do you any good to get in close to a big buck, and then you make a whole bunch of noise, and then he's out of there. Yeah. So that's a good... Yeah. Uh, I would definitely say... 
if you are using a mobile setup, whether that's a, a stand or a saddle, if you can, if you have a tree either in your yard or you can, neighbors got one, you can go and get in. Just going up and setting up one time in the tree before season starts is will knock the dust off. Because mm-hmm. I'd say this year we've actually done quite a bit in the off season with climbing, but we're the same way. We don't really get in a tree off season. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many times you do it during the season. Uh, when you take a break, it get, things get rusty. Mm-hmm. So even if you got to drive down to the closest public to you and just get in a tree in the parking lot, just climb up, set your stuff up. You don't have to sit in it for very long, but just getting that little bit of muscle memory worked out will yep. do a lot of good for when season starts. Yep. And take your whole gear set up, take your pack, your bow, yep. everything, and just place it where you know, because camera arm. Yep. Yeah. Everything, everything, just, just like you're going to go into, to make a kill sit, just take everything, pack it in, um, set it up. Yeah. That's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe don't take arrows. Yeah. Maybe don't take arrows and broadheads with you. So it doesn't look like you're, deer <laughs> you're hunting. hunting. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not season yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Next, so this is more for like a permanent stand setup stuff. Um, Definitely check your ratchet straps. It doesn't take much time for the weather to wear on them or a squirrel to chew on them. And guys, your life's in in the hands of those things. So go buy yourself some new ratchet straps. Strap them onto your your, uh, ladder stand or permanent set, whatever the case may be. um, And tie up those loose ends because you don't want those things blowing around. Because typically, those straps are going to be a bright color. Not that deer can necessarily see that, but you don't want this big 18-foot strap blowing in the wind <laughs> off the stand. So, yeah, you'll yeah. see that. You'll definitely see the yeah. strap. Oh, yeah. In the wind. Also, and people don't realize that trees grow. Like, if you keep mm. your stand on a tree and you got that ratchet strap just as tight as you could get it and you leave it and you come back, there's if if it's not on a big old mature tree that's not growing a whole lot if it's on a smaller tree that tree is going to grow throughout that year and that strap that you got super duper tight is going to get even tighter and they will break Mm -hmm. and they will fray so that's if you're going to put your stand on something that's still growing you really need to check your straps yeah yeah i like that it's been a while since i've been in a a ladder stand type setup. Yeah, you we're about all some of that stuff. There's a lot of guys. I mean, there's a lot of guys that still love their ladder stands. And yep. ain't nothing wrong with them. A lot nope. of people kill big deer out of ladder stands. Pretty sure Matt was chasing a buck last year for a long time when a guy killed that buck out of a ladder stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes him a little salty. I but. hunted out of a one of our old permanent sets a couple times. When I hit that buck last year, I was in a. Mm-hmm. I was in an old old permanent set. Yeah. Definitely. And then going back with the permanent sets, check your safety harnesses because typically, is it five years that they're like rated good for something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're only rated for so many years before you need to get a new one, regardless yeah. of whether you it's saved you from a fall or not. Yeah, so definitely check your... Not five falls, five years. Five years, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you got five falls, uh, maybe hunt from the ground a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, ground blind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those things, they have a life expectancy on them. Um, so the manufacturer will put a stamp on the, like a big tag that says, you know, good till year 2026 20, or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So check that stuff out. You can get a nice vest or even a, a, some kind of a harness for 
hundred bucks or less anymore. So definitely, it's well worth the investment. And yeah. they're getting more comfortable too, from from the looks of them. They used to be these big buckles and big loud clanky things, and oh, nobody yeah. wanted to wear them. They've, they've my really favorite. Way. My favorite was the ones that came with the tree stands. Oh, yeah, that's all I Dude, ever used. My like my grandpa and I, we would like you'd have to like hang them from the strap, and then you'd have to like unknot them. We'd spend forty minutes before <laughs> we even got out in the woods just trying to undo those stupid uh, safety harnesses that came with the big game tree stands. They were just they <laughs> were the worst. They were the worst. Uh, moving on is. Put new batteries in stuff or make sure that if it's rechargeable, everything's charged up. And that goes for a new battery in your rangefinder, your bow sight light if it has one. Yeah. Um, any kind of camera gear, if you're going to be running camera gear, just make sure you have enough batteries that they're good. Because if you're going to buy a camera, typically you're not going to buy the name brand battery because they're 60 to 80 bucks to 100 bucks a piece. If you get the Amazon ones, we don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we run the, the Amazon one, so... And I don't know. They mine hasn't gone good. bad yet. Yeah, they but seem like, to work good. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. the life expectancy is shorter, but the price is also way cheaper. So just make sure that they hold a charge. Um, you know, like I said, batteries in rangefinder. That's something that goes overlooked until you actually need it. Yeah, it's been sitting for that's months. A, that's a good one. Your rangefinder battery, and they're not tip. That's a great tip. This happens at bow shoots. So not to get too far off subject, but. Matt being responsible for once, he's not here to defend himself, but he he did he bought some extra um rangefinder batteries and they're they're not your typical battery. And like I, I was at a shoot in my and like we're uh, we're shooting stuff where like the rangefinder is everything and my rangefinder died and then he handed me a new rangefinder battery and I was like, Well, thank you. <laughs> um but yeah, for for sure. Like you don't want to get out in the stand and then you pull out your rangefinder and it's just you're clicking and there's nothing going nothing through happened. the screen. Yeah. That's a good one. So any kind of electronic, I mean, put a new battery in it. Batteries are fairly cheap anymore. Just it's well worth it. That way you're not stuck out in the woods and you got a dead, dead item and it doesn't work for you and you're frustrated then because you're supposed to enjoy hunting and it's supposed to be fun and yeah. not aggravating. And back to the archery gear, if you have a handheld release, make sure that you have a consistent place that you put that release. Maybe not in a a pocket of a jacket maybe like in your bag or something um because i've know many many guys that the opening morning they did all the work they did everything they sit down and they just get in their saddle and then their releases at home and yeah. i actually know a guy that decided to use his fingers one time Ooh. and he blew a bow up shooting at a doe with his fingers so don't these bows you don't use your fingers anymore with these bows <laughs> yeah. you ha- if you forget your release Go just enjoy go the view, say a prayer in the tree, and thank God for the sunrise, and then climb out and go home and practice in your yard. Yeah. So, <laughs> pro tip there: don't try to shoot a deer with your fingers. <laughs> that doesn't even sound fun. Nope, that would hurt too. Yeah. So, um, and then I have pack your, um, organize your pack. So know where everything's going into your pack. We kind of touched on this earlier, but but know where your headlamp is. Bow rope, you don't want to forget your bow rope. Like you just mentioned, your release. Yep. Um, Any kind of rain gear, if you're going to pack rain gear. Wet wipes. um, Extra socks. Extra socks. (laughs) Yeah, Any anything that you think you might need in the tree or you you have used in the past, put it in your pack. Know which pocket it's in. Um, Know where the snack pocket is. I know Hannah will appreciate that because she's big on the snacks. (laughs) Yeah. She told me, she's like, don't forget to mention the snacks like you did last time. <laughs> yeah, you so, do. Yeah. 
Definitely. Snacks and water. You need to make sure that you have water, man. Yeah, definitely early season you want to pack some water just because it's hot. You walked in anywhere from 100 yards to a mile and a half or plus. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be dehydrated. And if you're going to make a long sit, you want to have some snacks to snack on, some kind of water. Um, yeah, make it make Skittles. it enjoyable. Skittles is that your go-to snack? You know, Slim, Slim Jims. You know, something like that. Something good. Yeah, something with a noisy package. Definitely. You, you got to yes. have a noisy oh, package. Yeah. The deer know. Oh, yeah. You got to share your snacks with the deer, so they, <laughs> they hear you opening your package. And Little they come, Debbie's. They come running, don't they, Jarrett? Oh, just running. <laughs> break out, break out that honey bun. They smell dude. the honey oh, bun. My. <laughs> What's a brand? That's what brings the bucks in. Bring big bucks, the honey buns. Yep. I'm gonna have to oh, get yeah. me a pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. But. Um, and then I have, um, if you're going to process the deer yourself, buy some vacuum bags. Make sure your vacuum sealer is working. If you have a meat grinder, all that stuff's working. Because typically during season, like during canning season, I know a couple of years ago, like you could not find rings, lids, oh, yeah, anything I remember like that. that. The vacuum bags themselves were gone during gardening season. Yep. Um, it hasn't been that bad since then. It was a COVID thing, wasn't it? The COVID it, it thing? It was, yes. Everybody got their own garden out. Yep. Plus production was down on this stuff. Yeah. So it was it was slim pickings everywhere. So, uh, you know, you can get one of those variety packs of the vacuum bags for fairly cheap. I haven't looked on Amazon, but yeah, I just get a, a variety pack. It comes with like two big gallon size bags that you can cut to length and then smaller ones and that's typically works good for me and it, it'll get me through uh maybe two deer worth as far as any other um, and stuff. any other like processing things that could be easily forgotten for deer when you kill uh, anything else a sharp knife yep that's a good one yeah anything yeah else, so Jerry? we i know a lot of us use the um outdoor edge replaceable blade knives mm-hmm. and you need if you're going to use some sort of replaceable blade knife you need to make sure that you've got those blades because i have gotten to the point where it's like oh i know the blade that's on it's dull from last season yeah and yep. i don't have any more blades so yeah. good, yep. just make sure your knives are sharp make sure your knife is in your backpack because if you shoot a deer back in you're going to want to take clean that puppy before you drag it or carry it out and make yeah. it a lot easier on yourself. Yeah. Especially so, early season. There's make no time sure to waste in early season. Absolutely. Yeah, get no time yep. to off. Yeah. When it's hot. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, make make sure you got your knife. As far as processing goes, like it's always nice to have a big cutting board. Yeah. So yeah. like if you're deboning and stuff, you can put that quarter on there and you can debone it and then you can set it off to the side. But you know, I've I've noticed a big cutting board comes in very handy. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else? I'm. I'm that's, that to, was my list. But. I think it's good. I'm just trying to think of like the bow rope, like the stupid little things that are yes. so easy to forget. Bow like, rope. Sub, like that Dude, stuff I like that, will, that year round. You, you <laughs> stuff that ruins your hunt if you don't forget it, and it's so minute. But like stuff like that, I'm just trying to think of something else. So that like, you might need to remember bow rope, a headlamp if you're going yes. in at the in at night or Headlamp's coming good, out. Yeah. Um, something to hang your bow in the stand, whether yep. it be a screw in, it's a little step thing or a strap that goes around with a, you know, a 3d printed arm or yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I don't know. Here's something. Maybe when you get into the stand, make sure that your bow, you know what yardage the bow side is set at, <laughs> because good. if you're out in the backyard shooting at 60 yards and you have a deer come in at 20 or less, you're not hitting That's that thing. Great point. Check that. 
yes, check your site. Make sure your site's at 20 yards or whatever you want it to be, 20 or 30 yards, whatever you need it to be. It's yeah. a good idea. It's good yeah, point. just just little things. This is just a list I came up with. Um, I'm sure there's more that we could have added. Um, it's just stuff that's kind of like my checklist to go over and make sure we got everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got one more thing. Okay, go hit for us. It. So if you are wanting to kill a buck over 120 inches this year, you're going to need to get yourself some born-again hats, buddy. <laughs> I was going to plug that, too. Yes, that's a great Dude, plug. I'm telling you. I, this one I've got. Are on you now, wearing that one out in the woods, like, Jerry? That's that's my go-to. No, this year. he says this no. This is gonna stay the uh, the duck. Yeah. This okay. It's gonna be the duck hunting hat because okay. generally not so dirty. Yeah. But won't sweat as bad. If you want to kill, if you want to kill a mature buck this year, you're gonna need to get yourself some born again bow hunting swag, or else I mean you're just kind of like a sitting duck. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yep. And also, third act, third access designs dropped a hat today too. Yeah. So, yes. I'm stoked about that. So, why don't you just drop the website for you and for Born Again? Well, bornagainbowhunting.com. We just bought that URL or whatever you call it, and then I still have not yet bought mine, but I will. It'll be three axd.com. Is what it will be three axd. Sh- I should I, buy it by the time this drops. D- I hope so. Didn't one of them cost like thirty thousand dollars? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I, I should buy it and make you buy it for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the ticket, yeah. But 100 bucks, I got to pay you, you. You buy it for th- is it like tw- you, you buy it for 20 bucks and then you charge me like 10 grand for yeah. it. <laughs> For the next one, yeah. So we were looking at the URLs and um, if that's what you call it, whatever you call it, I think that's what like it's called. Like the domain name. Domain name, yeah. And and three AX was thirty three thousand dollars. When Dan texted me that, he's like, the one Chrome really wanted was like some crazy number. <laughs> yeah, I I did a couple paint. I did a payment plan on it. So <laughs> what you're gonna have it paid off by? Oh, before I'm dead, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, it's like student loans. You just, you know, you always pay on them. Pay 20 bucks a month. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, 30 grand for 3ax.com. I'm that's not crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. No, just when he yeah. told me that, I thought it was kind of funny. Not not that you couldn't get that one. Yeah, but thanks, just... Kevin. I appreciate that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flex and buy it now just to show you guys. <laughs> Make some guy happy. Do it. I'll buy your hat. Yeah, that's right. You know, there's people that go on there and they, they, go, they just type they, it. Like they buy they random, makes... simple uh, yeah. domain names and yeah. then they just... Probably make money make on money. it, honestly, yeah. yeah. Probably make good money on it. That's a different subject. But, yeah, but but for sure, I mean, we're going to have, we're probably going to be diving into the merch thing just a little bit more mm-hmm. every every month or so, it seems like. But yeah, uh, if you guys have already bought something, thank you. Mm-hmm. If you haven't bought anything and you're wanting to, I mean, it just it's just another way that it helps us out greatly to keep producing this content and doing what we love so yeah and we tried yep we try to do high quality stuff too yeah like nothing's cheap and we by the way we're not making too much money on this so don't feel like you're uh funding anything (laughs) you're just getting a cool hat or shirt and um it's great advertisement for us yeah we want to get the word out and we had quite a few requests for shirts and hats and stuff we sold a lot we sold a lot before it even went live we sold a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. which is exciting. We sold almost all of what we <laughs> ordered. Yeah, we're yeah. placing Before another order the soon. Went live. We had yeah. like yeah, so. half a dozen hats left by the time the yeah. website went live or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Maddie yeah. had a little bit of a relief uh, when he he's like, Ooh. oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's too funny. Oh, we got to sell some more shirts, though, don't we? Yeah. We got to sell some more shirts. Got some shirts. So, yeah. Hit us up. 
You bet. One, one more thing I wanted to touch on is when you go out into the woods this year, don't just go out. You know, go, when you go out, appreciate the sunrise, appreciate the birds chirping, the squirrels, the deer, everything else, just the beautiful colors. You know, know that God created that, um, and we're just there to enjoy His creation. And uh, like, um, like we talked about in the past, it's like an atom walk. You know, yeah. Take the time, appreciate it. You know. Whether you're a believer or not, just think about it a little bit because the way the the woods works, it just didn't happen by accident. You know, God put His hand in there and created all that stuff. It all works in unison. He allows us to enjoy it and be mm-hmm. part of it. So, be grateful for that. That's something I I like yep. to do every every year is go into the woods and just it's a nice, calm, peaceful environment. You know, you can go in there and just listen to the birds. You can watch everything. It's it's very relaxing, so definitely take yep. that into uh, consideration and and look at that too. Absolutely, and we want to hear your guys' stories. We want to hear your successes. We want to see your yeah. trophy photos. I mean, feel free to DM us on social media. I mean, let us know what's going on with your guys' seasons. We love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely, definitely. Well, okay. well, I'm I'm yeah. all out of ideas and. Honeydew list topics and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Just go out and explore, man. Go out and find you a good. Yeah. Well, one more thing I got. Mm -hmm. I I didn't write it down, but if you're planning on going out, don't go out two days before the season opens.